Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And today you are joining me in Raglan, a surf town on the west coast of New Zealand. And I'm excited because at the time of this recording, I'm getting ready to speak to Surfside Church, which is an awesome church pastored by amazing pastors, Pastor Roger and Cheryl Peart. And I'm so pumped to be here in Raglan. This is the devotional though, where every day we have a look at the Bible. We read the Bible together and we try a new brew. We're covering the Bible in a whole year. And if you're joining us for the first time, feel free to head back to day number one and start from the start so that you can build and read the whole Bible in a year. Today is day 40, 40 days, the amount of time that Uh, God flooded the earth. So congratulations. Your mind has been flooded with scripture for 40 days. Hey, let's have a look at the scriptures we're reading today. Proverbs 4, 10 to 19, Matthew 26, 31 to 36, and Exodus 4, 1 to 6, 12. Those are the scriptures for today and also on the descriptions uh, on every single platform. Before we get into the Bible, though, let's talk brews. And when you're in Raglan, you must do as the Raglanders do. And out here, there is a roastery and cafe chain that was started here in Raglan and is in a few locations around the North Island. I don't believe they're in the South Island yet, but there's a few around the North Island. I actually found this coffee when I was a ministry school student in Wellington many, many years ago. And I'm here in its homeland. I'm excited tomorrow. I've been gifted a bag of beans. and I'm going to be able to try that in the Chemex. And uh, then when we get home, I'll be able to try it in the espresso machine and see if I can make it as good as they do here. Today, though, I have gone to the store and I've got myself a Raglan roast. Now, this is their brown lightning roast, uh, which the website says is a is good, strong, sweet flavors from a mixed origin blend with beans sourced from South America, Central America, Indonesia, Papua New Guinea, Africa, and India. Brown Lightning, which is this roast, is a dark roast with an enjoyable kick, perfect for starting the day. So if this is the start of your day, you're in for a good one if you've got a Raglan roast. Now, um, I'm going to try this. This is a long black. Their long blacks are 18 grams of coffee for the double shot, which is what I've got this morning. So let's see, uh, there's not much information in the in regards to tasting notes apart from good sweet flavors. So let's see uh, what Raglan Roast has brewed for me today. That's lovely. There's something about going to a, a, a barista who knows what they're doing, eh? Like and just getting a good barista coffee from someone who knows what they're doing, like, it's pretty good. This is actually awesome. I'm, I love this. It is good, strong, sweet flavors, and um, it's got a it's got a really lovely, um, almost floral feeling uh, in, in in the mouth on the front end of the tongue. So it's 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 lovely. That's that's really good. I would love to be able to replicate this taste in a few days' time when we get back home. So stay tuned for that because I'm going to give that a crack. Great coffee from Raglan Roast. There you go. If you're in Raglan, you've got to make sure you stop off. There's a few around. Make sure you check that out. Enough of the brews for today, though. Let's get into the Bible. I don't know if you've ever heard this phrase before, but I've heard it sometimes. Uh, It's this phrase where people say, it's my way or the highway. And not only is it a phrase that people use, I think it's it's becoming a stronger and stronger sentiment in the way that people live on the planet today. As people, we love to be in control. We have a love uh, we, we, we love to have it all our own way. And if it's not, often we're like, forget it. To be fair, there are times where we can be particularly, uh, we can be pretty agreeable. 
like we especially can be agreeable externally. But when it comes to internally, we, we often hold on to the frustration of having to do something, even though externally we've said it's okay. Jesus shows us that the way of the kingdom is not about our way, but it's about a different way. This is what he says. He says in Matthew 26, 39, he says, yet not as I will, but as you will. And then in verse 42, he says, may your will be done. Jesus, he doesn't make excuses. He said, let your will be done, God. Moses, on the other hand, though, he makes loads of excuses, which is wild, considering he's meeting with God through a burning bush that doesn't burn up. Like, I don't know about you, but I probably, if God was giving me these instructions at this point, I'd probably be like, um, okay, so just a few questions, <laughs> like, but I wouldn't be going, uh, no, you've got the wrong guy. Moses, though, he brings questions and he leans on his own way over God's way. Today, I want to have a look at uh, through our passages of scripture and I want to have a look at some excuses that we can keep bringing up. And instead of going God's way, we keep trying to go our own way. Before we do, let's take a look at two directions that we can take in our lives. Proverbs talks to us about wisdom way. Spiritual growth, along with physical growth, mental growth, all growth is like a journey. You don't just grow. It doesn't just happen. You take steps and make progress one step at a time. And growth is often determined on the direction that you are heading. There are two ways, Proverbs tells us, the way of wisdom and the way of wickedness. We are encouraged to stay on the way of wisdom, but sometimes Christians take this in the wrong way and go, well, if I'm supposed to stay in the way of wisdom, what I'm going to do is I'm going to avoid the way of wickedness by avoiding wicked people. And that's not what the Bible's saying. We shouldn't avoid people, but we should avoid their ways. Too many Christians withdraw from the world to avoid wickedness. We need to make sure that we're the type of Christians who are in the world, but not of the world. The danger is, is that we would remove our humanity from our Christianity but we need to be in the world and around people so that we can help help people find the right way, wisdom way. Listen, wisdom's way, God's way is not easy, but there is great joy and excitement in following his way. The way of wisdom is God's way. And our heart as a Christian should be, God, I want to follow your way, not my way. This is what we see in Jesus when he's facing great pressure to follow God's plan, a plan that he knew that was his to act out for a long time, but now in this moment in Matthew, we're seeing this is a pressure point for Jesus. And many people actually ask, well, well why was there so much pressure for Jesus? Because he knew that this was what was going to happen. He knew that he was going to be poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. So why? Why did Jesus react in the way that he reacted? Well, I believe it's for a couple of reasons. I think the first reason is because of his humanity. Remember, Jesus was both fully God and fully man. None of us have ever faced the kind of emotional pressure that Jesus faced in this moment to know that what was going to happen to his body, to know that his emotion, his troubles were coming, knowing that the weight of sin of all humanity was going to be on his shoulders. Man, it would have been an intense wave of emotions. When we see Jesus here, we see that Jesus was actually overwhelmed with sorrow. It's in his humanity that he cried out to the Father. And this is a demonstration to us on what we should do when we're faced with overwhelming sorrow ourselves. We should cry out to the Father. I think the second reason is because of his holiness. Being fully God, Jesus was holy, without blemish, without fault, without issue, without sin. For Jesus to take the entire sin of humanity on his shoulders, this would have been the first time in Jesus's existence that he would have been separated from the Father because sin separates us from God. Jesus taking on all of that sin 
and being separated was a huge display of love for us, that he was willing to do this for us so that we could be reconciled with God again. Jesus is also known as the second Adam. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, we see a contrast with the Garden of Eden with the first Adam. Adam was given the instruction, right, not to eat the fruit. But before he did, he was holy as well. He was without sin. But instead of going God's way and not eating the fruit, he went his own way. And the fruit of his decisions was sin. Jesus went God's way. Even though it meant suffering and death, it brought redemption to the whole world, unlike what happened with Adam. Moses, he finds himself face to face with God, being given a chance to be restored in purpose and mission and go on God's way. But instead of being willing to go with God, he has five excuses that I think we use as well. We see this in both yesterday's and today's passage, these excuses. The first one is why me? Why me? Do you ever feel like, you know, when God has asked you to do something, you feel like you're the wrong person? God's response to this is, I will be with you. And let's be honest, if God says, I'm going to be with you, it's probably enough, isn't it? The second excuse we can use is, I'm not ready. Moses says, well, what should I tell them? He was saying, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not ready yet. God's response to this, though, was, well, this is what you're going to say. God's going to give you, be encouraged, because God's going to give you the right words and the right instructions at the right time. The third reason or the third excuse we can use is, well, what if I fail? Moses says, what if they don't believe me or listen to me and say the Lord did not appear to you? Moses here, he's, he's like worried about failure. And as a response, God shows him his power. God's power is enough to make sure you don't fail. The fourth excuse we can use is, I'm not skilled enough. Moses says, I do not have the right gifts, O Lord. I've never been eloquent. I am slow of speech and tongue. You might not feel like you have the right skills to do what God asks of you too. In the area of speech for Moses, which is what he said that he struggles with, God says in response to the skill issue that Moses brings to the table, he says, I will help you speak and teach you what to say. Remember, God's power is made perfect in your weakness. And the last excuse we can use is anyone else can do it, God. Moses says, please send someone else to do it. You might think others could do it better than you, but if God asks you, it's because he wants you. Moses eventually agrees to follow God to encourage, uh, sorry, to encourage him. God reveals his character to Moses. That, 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 was, that was jumbly. Let, let me say that again better. To encourage Moses, God reveals his character to him. It's not his power that should encourage us, but his character. Three, verse of the one, day. Two. Yes, the super sneaky extra bonus verse here in Raglan that we're going to have a look at at the end of our devotional today. Exodus 6.1, Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. Because of my mighty hand, he will let them go. Because of my mighty hand, he will drive them out of his country. Man, Lord have mercy on anyone who wants to stand against the Lord. As we read what happens to Pharaoh and his people, it's really confronting. Standing against the Lord never brings favor. And that is it for the Daily Brew today here in Raglan. <sighs> what a beautiful time. I'm excited to be at Surfside Church. Can't wait to see what God is going to do. And with a few more of these Raglan roses, who knows, maybe it'll be a powerful Sunday. Hey, if you are joining us and have been going on this journey, congratulations, 40 days. It's a big achievement to get to. I'm so proud of you. I'm praying God is speaking to you through these scriptures, and I pray that God is revealing things to you as much as he is 
with me as well. Take a moment and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Click the bell so that this will bump to the top of your feed. And if you're on our audio podcast platforms, make sure you follow along and rate the podcast as well. It'll help you, it'll help others. And I can't wait to see you tomorrow. I'm going to be roasting some regular, well, not roasting some regular roast, but I'll be brewing some regular roast of my own in the Chemex. See you tomorrow for day 41. If it's the start of your day, have a great rest of your day and less than sleep time. Good night, and we'll see you tomorrow for another day on The Daily Brew.